Because our city is so amazing. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> our city is the best city. Yes. We are not the second city. Yes. We are the city. Yes. Hello, friends. Welcome to Off the Beaten Podcast. I'm your host, Dion. So if you are a first-time listener, Off the Beaten Podcast is an intimate exploration, as I like to say, of Chicago and its people. Uh, Chicago, I'm born and raised here. I love this city. And to truly understand it, you have to talk to the people. And so that's what we're doing. And whether you live here, whether you used to live here, whether you're thinking about living here, or whether you just want to come and visit, this is definitely the show for you. We're talking about the city and the people in it and in doing so we're also introducing new narratives needless to say chicago is on everyone's lips everyone likes to talk about the city but to truly understand it you have to at least hear about it from the people who live here so my guest this week is a beautiful young lady by the name of amy litviak me and amy met years ago in the local chicago music scene and we've remained friends over the years Uh, she's amazing as you can tell from the open quote she loves the city as much as I do Uh, in addition to us talking about music she's also a member of the Vindicated Vixens roller derby team which is a team from the Chicagoland area I actually know nothing about roller derby so I thought it would be really cool to have Amy come on and talk about that because I know that in addition to the Vindicated Vixens there's also the Windy City Rollers which are kind of a huge and popular team they even play internationally so it's definitely a part of the Chicago culture. She also works a full-time job, is the mother of a teenager, and in a long-term relationship. So we kind of explore all of those things in the midst of our conversation. So I'm going to go ahead and kick the music, and we're going to get right into it, and I'll talk to you later. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> on Broadway. <laughs> no, that's too many people. <laughs> All right. And we are recording. Oh my gosh. I'm super excited. <laughs> How are you today? I'm awesome. All right. So, like, we don't have to, like, necessarily introduce you because we do that. I do that in the pre. So, we're ready to roll. All right. All right. So, all right. So, I have to ask first things first. Like, so, your last name, where does that emanate from? Um, Litviak. So, my great-grandparents on my dad's side came from Czechoslovakia, Prague. Oh, okay. I mean, when it was Czechoslovakia. (laughs) You know, now it's, like... Czech Republic and Slovak Republic, whatever. It was one country when they came here. So, and it was, I think, in the late 1800s. Oh, that's hot. Um, Yeah, like, my my uncle still has, like, the big, like, the crate. I don't know what you call it. Like, the big trunk. trunk. Like, the trunk they traveled with. So, it's kind of neat. So, yes, I am the majority Slovak. Okay. All right, that's really cool. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to the Chicago History Museum. Yep. But yeah, have you seen that trunk there from the Pritzkers? Yeah. I like, because most people are like, who are the Pritzkers? I'm like, I don't know, but if you go to the Chicago History Museum, they have a big old trunk that says, you know, this is from the Pritzker, like great great grandfather now. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. yeah. Those old trunks that carried the, their whole that, lives. That was, that was my great grandparents, apparently. They were gone before I met them, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But. 
on my mom's side, my great great grandpa came over from Austria. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So he, like, my brother actually met him. Oh, nice. And then we had our great grandma, his daughter, for 99 years. <laughs> so, strangest question ever. Do you all talk, like, in your family, do you talk family history a lot? Mm, on my dad's side, we did a bit. Okay. Um, my great grandmother really didn't want to talk about a lot of things because okay. she lived through some shit. Absolutely, she was born in 1910. Yeah. Like oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. She lived through. Oh, can I swear? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. no. um, yeah, she lived through some shit. Like okay. she lost a kid in Korea, and oh, you know, like yeah. so. She just stayed positive. She didn't talk about the past. She didn't talk. You know what? Let's look towards the future. Right. Because it wasn't always the brightest. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you lived through the Great Depression. Like. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, for sure. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'm always fast because it's like, it's it's a weird thing, I think, for me because I'm like, oh, I'm black. And like, <laughs> like I don't know where you know like like people ask me like how'd you get the last name McGill and I I used to joke as a kid I'm like I think that was the slave owner's name like but the reality is that's probably the truest Absolutely. answer is like I was although like, you know or so like it's an Irish name so maybe not I have no idea and, then, <laughs> like, and, uh, and it's, it's interesting because on my, like my father's side of the family like. And it's in kind of one of the reasons I asked, like, do you talk about family history a lot? Like, um, I'd say maybe four, maybe five years ago, I decided, because I was a history teacher. Yeah. So I decided to do, like, a family tree, right? Okay. And so me, my mother, and my sister sat down, like, it was Thanksgiving. And, like, me and my family have never been close. You get us all in the same room. Was yeah. like, you know, like. A fight breaks out. Yeah. yeah. You know, totally familiar with that. I'm not into it. Right. So it wasn't something that happened all the time. And so we sit down though and we're doing all these things. And I'm like, so what about dad's, you know, my grand, my paternal grandfather. And I'm like, you know, what was his name? And my mom's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then my sister's like, I met him. I'm like, oh, I'm like thinking he's, you know, I'm like, you did? She's like, yeah, he was a nice guy. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, things I had never known. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then we went through the line of my, my father's siblings and he was one of 15 and oh like, you know, it, it's all rolling down. I found out that my brother, Michael was actually a half brother. Like he was a hot mess. Oh my God. I thought my mom's. <laughs> Mom's fam- like family was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because like my grandmother had three husbands. Right? Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah, back yeah. then, if you, you lose got one. divorced, you got another you one. Another you know, one. <laughs> but she had three kids with each husband. Jesus. And what? I'm just like, woman, Grandma. <laughs> I can't handle one. Grandma, <laughs> Grandma was a hottie, huh? Can tell okay. you. She was a hottie. Well, I guess. Cool, I mean, she, she's I, never without a man. Neither was my great grandma. There you go. <laughs> I actually once saw a picture. Um, it was actually uh, leading up to her funeral, but I saw a picture of my maternal grandmother. Okay. And, and not knowing who it was, I'm like, damn, who's that? Like, <laughs> hot, you know, like beautiful woman with with like this like her husband or whoever she's you know like with a, a man yeah. kind of sitting on his lap, and I'm like, damn, who's that hottie? And someone goes, that's your grandma. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Oh my god! I felt dirty. I was like, ah. That was my great grandmother. (laughs) Like she had it going on, even in her nineties. Like you thought maybe she was in her seventies, maybe. Yeah. Like that woman, she had men taking her out to dinner in her Mm. nineties. Like we were at my dad's wake services, and Jerry, my fiance, had a friend who was in his nineties, and my great grandmother in her nineties are sitting there and they're talking. Yeah. And they're like, he's hitting on her. 
shit, I want to be that person. <laughs> and then she's like, no, I don't like him. He's too old for me. Like, he was like <gasps> oh, 10, almost no. 10 years younger than her. <laughs> oh, no. She's like, mm. <laughs> They don't, they don't hold up as well. Which is probably right. She's 90. She's like, he's got to be at least 60. I can't play those games. I was like, okay. You're oh. like 98. What does it matter? Uh, hey, hey, they're getting down. I'm not, I'm not going to I'm assuming. You know what I'm saying? They say that the, the elderly have a very vivacious sex life. I mean. Get it in. The STDs at the nursing homes are a thing. Are they really? Yes. Oh my God. That's awesome. <laughs> I've never heard that before. No, it's a little disappointing, though, because at that age, when, neither, well, the women can't reproduce anymore, or whatever, right. you still gotta have safe sex. Right. Well, yeah, that's a little, that's a little, uh, you know what I'm saying? That's a little depressing. I was hoping one day that give like, just, mm, I don't do that. I, do you know who Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson are? I don't think so. They, they have a podcast called uh, Guys We Fucked. Oh my and god! They're actually great. a comedy duo called "Sorry About Last Night," and on Instagram they do a sh- like a little thing called "Did That Help?" <laughs> and it's interesting because they were just recently. I was watching it this morning, so I was like totally like, and they were taking a question from a woman who said that uh, she's been in a relationship for years. Suddenly she's getting like UTIs all the time, uh... and they were like, "Whatever." And then Chris, what Christina. Uh, Corinne Fisher goes, yeah. She goes using condoms. She goes, I don't use condoms anymore. <laughs> she's like, she's like, but I have a really small circle of people I have sex with. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And yeah, if you don't check the check them out, like, so their Instagram is hilarious. Okay, did that help? Send me a message and remind me because I won't remember. Oh, that's cool. I, I, I don't remember anything if it's not written down or in my calendar. I'm the same way. Yes, I have to write. Which you can see, I have a notebook yeah. right in front of me. Right now, because I forget, it's horrible. My memory is horrible. So, um, I'm trying. To, I was trying to think about this this morning. So it's so early, but I was trying to think. I'm like, oh, it's, so early. I mean, it's like eleven. Oh, it's like eleven now. Right? Like, it's not it's that still early. early for me. I don't know. Like weekends and weekdays are so different. Like on a weekday, I'm like up at like six. I'm like, okay, I gotta, yeah, blah. And on a weekend, I'm like anything for noon. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like a wilted flower. Like, what? I had breakfast. Like I got tea, and I'm still like, why is this happening to me? You know? Are you kidding? I was still woke up at like six thirty, and I was. Like, okay, laid in bed for an hour. I'm like, oh, now I got to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because you're a mom, too. Yeah. All right. We'll, yes. we'll totally get to we'll get to that for sure. <laughs> I'm intrigued because your son is how old? He will be 18 the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. So he's okay. Yeah. I, so, like, virgin tears all oh the time God. now. Because <laughs> I have, I have uh, twins who are 14. Oh, and it's that's... Just, but they're girls. Girls are very different from boys. I'm sure. I was, <laughs> and I was hoping they were lesbian. They are not. So that's just like a whole nother layer. <laughs> and I tell people that. They're like, <gasps> I'm like, look, man, I was a boy. They're dirtbags. Like, like, they shouldn't be dirtbags, but they are dirtbags. And I just... And teenage girls are terrible people. And then teenage girls... They're so mean. Yes, yeah, so on the flip side, right? If they were named girls, it would be probably worse. So I'm like, okay, that's what it is. So, um, I was thinking though, like, how did we, we first crossed paths, if I remember correctly, at O'Malley's. Oh, probably, yeah. Does that sound yeah. to you? Like, Ke- back in Callahan the- would have been in the music box yes. area yes. booth thing. Yes, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my God, O'Malley's. What are some of your memories? <laughs> oh my God, that's what it ended up being, right? Yes. Uh, and I lived like two blocks away from there. <laughs> Be like, 
I'm never going back there. I lived in Marionette Park for a stint, too, oh, right did you? over there. Yeah. Uh, oh. So what were some of your like favorite bands you saw at O'Malley's? Oh my god. Um well, I guess i I should say like one of Jerry's bands. But probably not. That's okay. <laughs> well, Who knows? If, if it was no. in the wrong, if they played there, which okay. I probably won't remember because I was probably wasted being mm-hmm. out of the house. Like I didn't get out much because in my early twenties, I had a baby. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah <laughs> I was nineteen and ten months when I had my kids. So oh, okay. if I got out on the weekends, it was like, okay, <laughs> she's going hard. It's awesome, right? <laughs> um, so if it, in the wrong, probably played there, and they were my favorite band of Jerry's. They were poppy punk, and okay. I loved it. They were stupid. They were oh. just stupid. Okay. Um, and then one of his other bands that I'm not a huge fan of. I was I was not a fan at all. <laughs> um, they played there. Um, I think I saw. Oh my god! Who didn't I see in the nineties? There, like every yeah, Chicago band, every like Chicago. every local band played at O'Malley's. At O'Malley's, right? Or or the the Golf Dome. I remember the Golf. See, I never saw a show at the Golf Dome. Oh my god! We were there all the time. Yeah, I'm never. I'm trying to think because I went there for something, but it wasn't a show. And I remember because that they had the Tattoo the Earth tour. Okay. Kings of the Good. Did you ever go to that? I remember it. I don't know if I went. I went to like so many things. And I can't remember who it was because that was the first time I ever heard about Slipknot. Okay. Someone went to Tattoo the Earth and they were like, "Have you heard about this band Slipknot?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> and they were like, "Holy shit!" There's like a <laughs> hundred of them. Right. <laughs> and and back then, because I had a friend who went to he went to see them somewhere in Chicago. And he was the one that was like, I've never seen anything like it. And I was like, well, tell me about it. He's like, and this is back in the day. Like, they yeah. were jumping off the, like, the amp, you know, like, off yeah. the, the speaker the speaker stands and diving into the crowd. They were throwing shit on stage, literally, um, like, running around. You know, he said it was just like, it's anything, like, I think the show actually, they're set in early because someone jumped over the drum set, took out the drummer. And either one of them got up. Oh and he said they were like, fuck it. Good night. <laughs> like, he said I was like, and that was it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I gotta see these guys. And then by then, their first album blew up. Yeah. And then they're like now doing like Allstate Arena. Uh, and, I, and so that's actually the first time I ever saw them was like Allstate. Um and like, yeah. Craziness. I think some of my favorite local shows though back in the day were like going to see Fallout Boy. Okay. Or or like Jerry's old punk band played, like, the Tossers played an acoustic set. Yes. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, am I alive right now? Yes. And like, um, oh my God, I'm so going to date myself with this one. But Do it. Penny and the Loafers was like my favorite local band mm-hmm. ever. When they did I Think We're Alone Now by Tiffany. Done. That was like, that was it. I was like, this is everything. <laughs> this is life. <laughs> you know, I think like people forget, like you know, like Chicago has such a great music. Oh my God, we do. You know, even it's, still, even though it's, it's changed, but it's still great. You know? Any night of the week, you can go and hear an amazing local band somewhere, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just we're not Nashville, so we don't get the credit. You right. know, like right, we don't have musicians out on the street corners, like right everywhere. No, yeah. you just go to like. The elbow room is this whole place, um, or or Which like is about to close. Oh, is it? Oh, it closes at the end of end of this end of December, if not the end of November. I, I saw a band there once, and I was throwing up. Oh. I was sick though. 
like I was so sick, but I was like, I'm still going to see a band. And then they made me leave. They're like, you're too drunk. I'm like, no, that's Dayquil. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I've always loved the Chicago music scene. Like, and you, I'm obviously best friends with someone who is like, up to her neck deep in the Chicago music yes, scene. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, we would just go. We would just go see bands. Yeah. And it was super cheap and easy. And, you know, now it's like, okay, I've just paid like $150 to go to Riot Fest, you know? Right, yeah. And that's the thing, like, I think, you know, because the music scene is so centered now around riot which i love i go oh here. yeah right it's the best uh, Lollapalooza. No. Now, you know you kind of lose like going to the which now no longer is here the double door i used oh, to love my God, yes. going to the double door like that was yes. that was like a great venue to me yes. like it was like oh this is perfect it's not too big it's not too little it's just got this you know great feel to yeah. it great drinks let's do this oh. and like it, I, it just breaks your heart when these places close yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Excuse me. Oh no, you're fine. The elbow room. Oh, <laughs> the elbow room downstairs. Like to me, that's like you know, just it says that it's great, perfect size, great Absolutely. feel. Have a great time. Like yeah, it's yeah. sad to see these places going. You know? <coughs> and then like the Aragon's getting a new name. Yeah, yeah. Like no, <laughs> stop changing my things. <laughs> it's it's still the Sears Tower. It's still the Aragon. <laughs> I, I saw my very first, like, real concert at the Aragon. Mm. <laughs> Who was it? Um, so, Cold Chamber opened, and then Machine Head played. Oh, my God. And then Pantera headlined. Oh, no! And I was 15, and it was everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was everything. It was the concert of my dreams. Yeah. Back then. Back then. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was 15, and I stayed on the floor the whole time. Oh, for sure. I was like, I'm not moving, uh, and I was ready to fight. <laughs> so here's the question. If Pantera does a reunion tribute tour, would you go? They can't. Half of the members of Pantera are dead. Uh, I know, but there's still time. You ever, <laughs> have you ever heard about this? Well, no. I know you're a mom now, right? <laughs> so Zach Wilde, who was okay. great friends with Dimebag, yeah. um, they haven't talked about a potential drummer. But uh, yeah, how do you replace Vinnie Paul? But Zach, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, why, why is the singer's name totally escaping me? Cause Phil Anselmo. Phil, because he's talking about getting, <laughs> what he's getting back together with Down. Okay. And they're going to do some anniversary shows um, in, next year. And then, I don't know if Rex is still around? Yeah. yeah. So I, it would be those three and then a drummer to be. Okay. Announced. So, you know, and people are like, you can't like reform the band. He's like, it would be a tribute thing. Yeah. You know, which. I think to hear certain songs, because I have a lot of memories tied to them, because I was a teenager when I was obsessed with Pantera, like in love with Phil and Salmo. Yes, yeah. So dumb. (laughs) Um, I would would probably pay for that. (laughs) I'd go see it, right. Not if it was at Lollapalooza, but... (laughs) That I would love to see, like if they did that. Do a small club. Yeah, like, like the Vic big. or the Riz. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and like, yeah, let's do this. Have some great opening bands. Oh, because I yeah. never saw Pantera. Never saw them. Oh. So that's one band I was like, okay. You know, like I saw, um, so Rage Against the Machines getting back together. I know. Um, but I saw Zach and Tom do an acoustic set. Oh. Years ago at the House of Blues. Those are the best. And it was, and they did like, like Tom did a bunch of, 
solo stuff and then Zach did a like a song he wrote he's like I wrote this on the plane and like so it just had like a beat and he was just rapping and it was like off the chain and then they did like four Ray songs on acoustic guitar and Zach and that was it and the place is going crazy like you know the acoustic guitar going dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Grace is like you would have thought it was like the loudest heaviest thing ever <laughs> It's going crazy. I I just saw um, Rise Against at the Chicago Theater. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A Rise Against, yeah. yes. Chicago band, yes. Yes. Um, but they did it all acoustic. Oh, uh, see, that's awesome. And it was so like MTV unplugged. Yeah. You know, like yeah. <laughs> the '90s kid in me is like, yes, this is it. Where's Kurt Cobain with his green sweater? <laughs> you know, like. It. But it was the coolest, like, chillest vibe I've ever had for like a punk band. Yes. Like. Everybody just sat in their seats. Like it is cool. you know, it's great entertainment. And I think I think that's something people have lost. Like I remember the, I was not a fan of Billy Idol until I saw his Storytellers, okay. which was like VH1's yeah. version. And so he was, and I worked at Guitar Center, today. and I'll never forget because it was a guy who was a, like a Billy Idol fan. He stuck it into the DVD, so it comes out on the TVs. And I'm like, who is this? He's like Billy Idol. I'm like, oh yeah. But it was just so cool because it was like, he's like telling these stories. And then like, I remember when he did White Wedding. It was like, told like a had a lounge feel. So it's just like, doom, doom, doom. It was so weird. But he's like, hey, little sister. What? You know, it was just so chill. And I was like, I love this. Oh my God. Almost like if Harry Connick Jr. had done it. It totally was like that. And his voice is really good. Yeah. And so I was just like, I love this dude. And I've been a fan ever since. Like, yeah. you know, like I watch his stuff all the time. I follow him on social media, whatever. And it's just like all from like just hearing his you know, stuff like really acoustic y, low, you know, without the. Because, you know, he has that yeah. image and it's like. I mean, he was like so English 80s. punk. He was so 80s. <laughs> it's just like hard I love to like. It though. You know? And actually, um,. I don't know. I don't think you know my my friend Phil, Phil Theobald. Yeah, but, no, I know oh, Phil. Oh, do you know Phil? Yeah, yeah, So we've been going to these shows because Flaw came, but they haven't been coming to the city. They've been coming to Lombard. Okay. So we went and saw Flaw. Great roller rink in Lombard. Which was great. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. And, um, <laughs> But well, we actually just saw Power Man 5000. Oh my God. Head PE and oh a diva. Oh my God. <laughs> Full room on a Thursday. I was like, bro, it's a lot of people for a Thursday. And the show was great. Because everyone there, they're all adults and in their 30s and 40s. They're all adults in their 30s and 40s. It's just a totally different crowd. And everyone's having a great time. Head PE, I will say this. I love Power, I've loved Power Man 5000. Yeah. Bro. I saw them at the Pearl Room. Oh my God. That- the Pearl Room. <laughs> Back in the day. Oh, I saw a huge band there too. I don't remember who they are now, but that was my. I remember when that opened. I saw. I actually saw Will. Uh, Will Smith's wife. Um, Jada. Jada Pinkett Smith. I saw her band at the Pearl Room. And I know she had a band. She had a band called Wicked Wisdom. They had done Ozfest, and they came to the Pearl Room with I want to say in this moment and maybe like Nine Point, and they were the oh opener, God. and it was all her band was amazing. Yeah, I have saw ever, some really good shows yes. there. Have you ever get a chance to hear her old band? I will have to Google Just, it if like, you remind I, me. You probably, have, <laughs> probably have, you know, Apple Music or something. Like, it's old, old. Yeah. But the music is hot. It was so great. It was so great. Oh, but yeah. And so, like, Power Man 5000, but Head P.E. Yeah. stole the show. Stole, yeah. like, the singer. I don't know if he's sober, <laughs> but I don't know if you ever saw them back in the day. He was always fucked up. Yeah. And now he, like, he's sober, at least on stage. It's amazing what sobriety, sobriety can do can for do. 
things. I mean, and I've seen that in my own house, you know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and so it's just so, it was so good. And Power Man 5000 was great, but Hit P.E. like was like, every, like they started a mosh pit. And like, it's a it's a crowd of like 30, 40 people. Some dudes started crowd surfing. <laughs> <laughs> like it went from like edema, which is cool, to like literally a mosh pit and some dude crowd surfing. I'm like, holy shit, bro. <laughs> These Dude, are not kids. That, <laughs> that's, that's what it was like watching St. Ferris this year at Riot Fest. Oh, my God. Which was my whole, like... Whom I missed. That was my world. I missed. Oh, and you missed meeting I, her, too, by a couple oh, of minutes, too. I did, too, yeah. Because we, we, you and I ran into each other in yes. that artist tent. Yep. And then she came in there, like, 10, 15 minutes later. Oh and God. so did um, the drummer for Anthrax. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so I missed, right. Cause they, I met them, too, once. They were really cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Because they were doing, like, I had, someone told me they were doing signings there. They're like, we haven't started yet, but they're going to be doing, like, artist signings. And I was like, and I literally, like, walked out, saw you, like, okay, cool, cool, and walked out. And literally, like, I, they started, like, Five minutes later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it was just random because okay, I'm a Safe Ferris fan. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. like that is the music has like spoken to me. Mm-hmm. If ever, like, a you can't be unhappy listening to ska. Mm-hmm. It's just a rule. If you are, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> but like, it, I don't know. There's just something that's always lifted me up. You yes. know what I mean? So like, you throw on some Goldfinger, some Letters yeah. to Cleo, some you know like. Old, no doubt. <laughs> but then we're just like, my friend Jim was like, oh, let's just go in this tent and get a drink. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I I was like, just standing there. And he's like, waving me down after I was talking to you. And he's like, that's the guitarist from Say Ferris. And I almost didn't recognize him because he's new to the band. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, shit, let's go say hi. <laughs> and I'm not usually that person that's like, Let's just go talk to strangers. <laughs> so we did. And we talked to him for a little while. He's like, oh, yeah, Mo's going to be in here. And I was like, okay, so we're staying. <laughs> and then she walked in and, like, she she said hi to me and everything. And then I, like, was crying and I fangirled all over her. And I was like, you just made my entire life. Didn't ask her for an autograph. Like, I had the same Ferris t-shirt in my bag. <laughs> I was just like... There you are. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> and then, like, later on, Justin, the guitarist, was, like, walking past us, and we were watching, um, maybe it's the Village People or the B-52s mm-hmm. at that point or something, and he was like, oh, hey, Jim, Amy, how are you? And I was like, I just remembered who we were. Like, yeah. we're kind of famous now. <laughs> <laughs> On stage I go. Let's do this. <laughs> so it was just, it's like, it's a, things like that. Like, the pants from... The 90s and yes. you know like that's what shaped me yeah that's that's absolutely and that's one thing i love about riot fest is you get to see like i never in a million years and, I, and my boss goes to riot fest <laughs> and we we talked about this i was like never in a million years well i've imagined that in 2019 <laughs> two of the biggest crowds at a, a punk rock hip-hop festival would be the B-52s. I know. And the Village People. Like, and the Village People crowd was so big. It was as big as Wu-Tang, which was, so, and which was as big as any other band there. It was just like, what the fuck? And just, like, YMCA yeah. was yeah. a sea of... I know. And the, the, the crazy thing is, my kid's band was playing YMCA in the stands this year during football games. And people love it. So, I'm like, I took a video, and I go up to the band director, like... Next time we were at, I saw him and I was like, uh, look, I just saw 
the village the people. people. Right. <laughs> He's like, oh, I saw them years ago. I'm like, well, you're older than me, so They're you don't count. <laughs> I saw them in a small club once. Like, yeah. I, I was so bummed, though, because I wanted to go to Riot Fest Friday night. Yes. I, um, didn't, I didn't go Friday night. I wanted to so bad, but, you know kid life yeah. he had a football game you have to be the band mom you know yeah yeah so i had to sacrifice luckily high school's almost over so i won't oh, have to miss any yeah. <laughs> riot fest next year i'm so selfish oh no you know what <laughs> you time is just as important as any other time so, oh so, god yeah yeah so uh so actually oh my god yeah we can talk music forever so <laughs> i know like, i know like, oh, i didn't know it was gonna be an episode about music but that's awesome <laughs> Um, you, in addition to working a full-time job and yes. being a mom yeah. and being in a long-term relationship, yeah. <laughs> you also are a roller derby girl. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. So tell me about this. Okay. Well, it started, um, last spring okay. actually. Um, well, I've skated my whole life. Okay. Like, I think as soon as I was walking, my mom had me on skates at Oaklawn Roller Rink. Oh, cute. You know, like, so I've always skated. Like, as a teenager, we were at Oaklawn Roller Rink before it closed, like, four times a week, maybe. Oh, wow. Just okay. skating our little butts off, yeah. you know. Hip Hop Hooray would come on and we'd be like, ah! Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had joined a bar league stuff or no volleyball team and i'm terrible at volleyball okay. <laughs> i don't know i was like okay can i just be the alternate so i met this girl there she comes up to me because i i have my arms full of tattoos and yeah. you know colored hair and stuff and she's like you know i have to ask you have you ever thought about roller derby i was like actually yeah i used to go watch the windy city rollers who yeah. are like one of the top teams in the world oh, okay. from chicago obviously yeah <laughs> um I used to go see them, and I was like, yeah, I have thought about it. I just didn't know there was derby in our area. You know, it was just, I just thought it was the Windy City Rollers. I didn't know there were, like, other teams, smaller teams yeah. that, like, aren't as good, but, I mean, they were great. So she's like, come out to a practice. We have a recruit night coming up. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, I don't think I'm going to go. I don't think I'm going to go. Well, because I was going to go by myself and, like, I didn't know anybody, you know, like, yeah. I was like, oh, maybe, okay, whatever. And then I just said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. For so sure. I went and instantly fell in love. So what was that first, like, <clears throat> practice like? What was that first? So like? your first practice is pretty much um, putting on some used gear and skates from the rink and yeah. Big chunky mouth guard and helmet, you know, okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and like just skating around, seeing what skills you can do. And they'll like, there's an, a level. We have three levels on our team: um, one, two, and three. Okay. Um, you start as a one, you end up as a three. And so, just there's basic skills you learn as an L one. So you just kind of go through that, and then. So, you know, you're skating around and you're skating for three hours. So it's a workout. Okay, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you're just like taking in all this information and it's a lot because there's a lot of rules and regulations and everything. And um, then at the end of practice, this is this is what got me. The whole team cools down together. Okay. So we sat in a circle and you're taking off all your gear and everything and you're going around and saying... A positive thing you got from that day's practice okay and i was like okay this is a bunch of women building up other women 
Yeah. You know, like, <clears throat> where nobody's saying anything negative about anyone. Everyone's just cheering each other on and, like, you know, just being that support system. And I was like, okay, I'm coming back to this. Oh, that's beautiful. And then they were like, oh, okay, so we take all the newbies out for tacos after. I was like, oh, done. I'm in. <laughs> I was like, you had me a taco. <laughs> a taco. <laughs> So I went back the next week and then I went back the next week and the next yeah. week. And then I, you know, after so many weeks, I broke my leg. <laughs> oh, so, okay, so before we talk about, cause I know you had mentioned that you had broken your leg and yeah. you've gone back since. Oh yeah. So I know nothing <laughs> about roller derby. And when we first talked, I was like, okay, let me like, uh, I was going to look it up and then I get familiarized, but then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let her tell me. <laughs> like, so you meet somebody on the street corner and you're like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. I play roller derby. And they're like, what's roller derby? Like, what would you say? <laughs> well, it's funny though, because they're always like, really? That's still a thing? That's Before still- they say, what is it? Okay. <laughs> um, so roller derby is a team of women or men or mixed. Um, our team is women. We are part of the... Um, we the Women's Flat Track Derby Association WFTDA um, and so they kind of set the rules you know you what's a penalty and this and that so you have five players on the well first it's a bout that's what our games are called is bouts Um, so each team has five skaters on the track it's kind of like an oval Um, and then so you have one jammer and that's your point scorer Okay. And, and then you have the the blockers and a pivot and all of that. And um, so the blockers are there to make sure the other team's jammer doesn't get through. Okay. Now you can't like use your hands and like pull their jersey or anything. You're just kind of using, you know, just your upper body without like your arms okay. to block them through or your lower body to kind of throw a hip or, okay. you know, you don't want them to get past you. Yeah. You, want, you want your teammate to get past the other team, but... So you um, you have two minute jams, okay. Which the the whistle blows, and then the jammers go. And once they break, the first one breaks through. They have to skate all the way around the track and come back through, in order to start scoring points. Okay. So for every player on the opposite team that you pass, you get a point. Oh, okay. And now the jam can go for two minutes or. If the lead jammer sees the other jammer like starting to catch up point wise, you can call it off by like hitting your hips, and it signals to the the refs that it's over. They're, yeah, because you don't want that other person getting points. Okay, you know, like because <clears throat> that's you you both score points at the same time, right? So it's like <laughs> you you want to block them from scoring more points than you or yeah. getting close, you know. So um. And there's all kinds of things like, like, you know, you the the jammer wears what we call a panty with a star on it on her head, and the pivot will wear one with a stripe on her helmet. So the the jammer can pass off her star panty to the pivot, and the pivot then becomes the jammer. And like, there's so so much. <laughs> like, there's all so right. many rules. I don't know them all. I try and study them, and I'm just sit there going, huh? Okay. <laughs> What's a penalty? Right. So what position do you play? Um, I am not a jammer. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to be a jammer. Um, 
I am currently in L1, so I don't play, I'm not contact. Okay. Um, right. Once I move up, I'll be contact, but okay. um, coming back from the injury, I am starting at the bottom. No, of course. Learning new skills. So, um, blocker is my... All right. I, I want to throw a hip at someone or, right. you know, knock someone down. Like. Okay. So, so, okay. So, so how long are the bouts? Um, 40 minutes. Oh, okay. All right. Two halves of 20 minutes, oh. I believe, <laughs> off the top of my head. So there for a while. Well, I mean. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not even an hour, but yeah. 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 Okay. But, you know, like with football, you have timeouts and, you know, it's not the same five skaters the whole entire time. Right. Either, so you're switching Because out. they would die. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For um, sure. Ideally, you want to have 15 skaters so you can rotate out, you know, when these jammers are, or this, this group is in, yeah. the other two groups are resting and, you know, you just rotate in and out. So ideally you want to have at least 15. Oh, if you have more, that'd be great, but. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's excellent. All right. Yeah. So, and, and I, I know what role, like I know Rolder exists, right? I've, I've known mm-hmm. that for years, so on and so forth. Question, and you may not have an answer to this. Because <laughs> I, I think it was something I've always asked myself. I'm like, so you use roller skates. Yep. Why not roller blades? Um, which it's a balance thing, I would think. Uh, yeah, okay, that makes perfect sense. Um, because yeah, and and when, uh, when with the quads, you have the toe stop in the front. Oh uh, yeah, and we do a lot of running on that toe stop or jumping. And, oh yeah, you know, you're you're using those toe stops for all kinds of things. Okay, and that that yeah, like when you start, you don't just stand there from you know like whatever from start. You like run on your toe stops to get going, and then you. Go on your wheels. That sounds terrifying. Okay, like, <laughs> like just you said that, I'm like, oh no. They were like, Miguel, get your fat ass. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I fell again. <laughs> I picture you looking like Shaq, just be like slow motion. Pump. Oh, oh shit. Leg goes straight up in the air. Oh, oh, goddamn. <laughs> Um, I actually walk around my house in my skates on my toe stops. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. For practice? Yeah. Or, yeah. Because you got to build up the leg muscles. Yeah. Gotta, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. All right. They got to have hardwood floors. Yeah. <laughs> just skate around my house. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so how many, how, like, how many teams do you compete against? It depends. Um, really, we've gone to like, well, we hosted a home bout this year at okay. um, Fleetwood Roller Rink. And oh, we okay. had... Um, couple of teams from East Lansing, Michigan come out and play us. Oh, nice. Um, and then, like, we've gone to um, over by Purdue in Indiana. Yeah. Um, and played bouts there. We've gone to Valpo recently. And so it's like you find the network in your area. And, and kind of just. Yes. Yeah. And they'll put out a notice. Hey, is anyone looking to bout or, you know, whatever. Oh, wow. And so your team name is the Vindicated Vixens. Yep. Okay. And then, because I've heard of the Windy City Rollers. Okay. So they're they're a big team. Then. Yes. Okay. So they I, travel I the world. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have friends who are on the Windy City Rollers? No, no, I don't. I'm not. <laughs> I can idolize people. I've but... not talked to them. Yet. <laughs> no, maybe maybe I'll meet them at RollerCon. But oh, when is that? Uh, July fifteenth. Okay. In Vegas. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a whole roller derby convention with classes and bouts and parties and 
shops and it's going to be my first year so i'm super excited oh that's so cool yeah excellent yeah so how did you break your leg (laughs) well okay so i was at practice one night and i had i had my new skates my new wheels like it wasn't the first time on them but they were still pretty new um and i had gotten my whole get up from a guy that works over at the lombard roller rink because there's no little like skate shops here right you know, you can't just go to a skate shop and get fully outfitted with everything you need. So, you know, and wheels are very important. Okay. You, your derby wheels determine how fast you can go, you know, how how much grip there is on the floor. Oh. Well, the original set of wheels that I had were 95s, and that durometer was pretty hard. Okay. So they were not grippy. Okay. <laughs> and... My, so I went to do what's called a plow stop. Now, the only way I can describe it is because people know skiing a lot more than they know skating, right? Okay. So if you're on skis and you kind of angle them in towards each other to kind of like make that pizza slice thing, yep. that's kind of what a plow stop is. Okay. So I was going in to do that and my skate just slipped out from under me and I went down. Oh. And I just kind of laid there and I went to go get back up and I couldn't. <laughs> so a bunch of my teammates like rushed over to me and they were like, okay. And like, I, I didn't hear a snap. I didn't hear anything. Like yeah. I was just like, okay, maybe I just like sprained my ankle real quick, you know, cause why not? <laughs> yeah. And, um, so they took all my gear off, got my skates off, and then carried me off the rink. <laughs> and they laid me down. And then there was a side door, and it was my left leg that I hurt. So I was like, they're like, do you want an ambulance? I'm like, no, I still have my right leg. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, let me go drive home. <laughs> yeah. So they wrapped me up, put ice on it. Like, I had no swelling. Like, nobody thought I broke my leg. They oh, all wow. thought I maybe tore something. Yeah. I was not crying. I was like, Okay. <laughs> so I drove home. I don't know how I got out of my car into my front door, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jerry took one look at me and he goes, Oh no. <laughs> get back in the car. We're going to immediate care. And so we went there and it's a Sunday night because we practice on Sunday evenings. Okay. Um, so immediate care had nobody there, which was fantastic. Okay. And um so we're sitting there for like ever. I'm like, you have nobody here. Like, just take some x-rays. Like, tell me what's wrong. <laughs> and so they took x-rays and it turned out I had a spiral fracture on my tibia and I fully broke my fibula. Oh, good lord. <laughs> so a major break. So the spiral fracture is one of the worst ones you could have. Jesus. Besides like your bone pointing out of your leg. Right. Um. So... I called my orthopedic doctor, who already knew me pretty well, because <laughs> yeah. I tend to hurt myself every two years. Okay. <laughs> so June, for me, every two years, not so safe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so I called him, and he was like, okay, well, get me the x-rays so we know whether, you know, before you come in, what needs to happen. <laughs> so we went in later that day. He put a cast up, like halfway up my thigh from my toes to like half up like almost my full leg um and said okay no pressure no weight you don't need surgery but we need to watch it just in case okay so i was going once a week for a little while to get x-rayed through my cast oh okay (laughs) and um because if my 
fracture decided to continue to fracture down to the joint they wanted to do surgery oh wow okay so but because i in the long term i didn't end up doing surgery my recovery was like long (laughs) yeah just a natural recovery i was um mostly mostly natural recovery okay um but i was in a cast for 16 weeks oh wow not that full full like all the way up to my hip cast but it got taken down to like below the knee after like six weeks, maybe. Oh, wow. So I was in a cast for 16 weeks and then in a boot for 16 weeks. Oh, wow. And while I was in the boot, I got this really cool thing called a bone stimulator. <laughs> and every time I said it at home, Jerry laughed. He's like, I got a bone for you to stimulate. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you're 40. <laughs> it's cool though. All right, it's cool. <laughs> so it's like this little device that sends like ultrasonic waves to the break to stimulate the cells to regrow oh that's amazing and like pulls all the fracture together and i swear in like the six weeks i used it i went from having all these like little cracks in my x-ray to nothing oh wow and so after 32 weeks i was cleared and then at 36 weeks i was able to go back to quote-unquote normal life activity yeah (laughs) although i couldn't run or jump okay (laughs) And so, what was it like going back after? Scary. Was it scary? It was scary. But my thing is, if you fall down, you get back up. Okay. You you can't let it... One event, which was like a crazy fluke of an event, um, hold you back. Yeah. So, I got some new wheels, (laughs) popped them on my skates... And the first time I skated for like maybe 10 minutes, like holding onto the wall, you know, like, because my doctor didn't want me doing physical therapy because I mean, my foot was at a right angle for (laughs) 32 weeks. He's like, if I put you in physical therapy, you are going to work harder than anyone else. And you're going to push yourself too far, too fast. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. (laughs) so he was like your physical therapy is to walk (laughs) okay yeah so i would and then i of course me being me i googled like how to strengthen your ankle and your calf muscles and everything so i'm sitting at work like doing circles with you know like whatever doing calf raises everywhere i could Mm -hmm. um so i put my skates back on and it was it was scary it was very scary i was very shaky on my skates, which I'd never been before in my life. Yeah. You know, I was always confident. Yeah. So I had them on about like probably 10 minutes that first time back. Okay. But I felt it. Like I was like, yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is home. Okay. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, and then that muscle I didn't know about like doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. so like putting the skates on helped my recovery because I was like, oh, if I turn my foot in a little bit, like, that hurts. Like, that muscle's tight. Let me find out how to work that. Oh, excellent. You know, and then I got to the point where, because I was skating every Sunday, Mm -hmm. and then I got to the point where I was like, I I had my first fall. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I was terrified of falling again. Like, it's so in your head that if I fall, I'm going to break my leg again. Yeah. Like, and you have to learn to get out of that. You have to learn to, like, remove yourself and say, no, you got this. Mm -hmm. So I was at practice just doing some basic skills, and I fell. And I just sat there. And 
in derby we teach you to fall you fall on your knees and then your hands and like you the sprawl kind yeah, of. well you don't want to sprawl you oh want, the, just the you, we call it falling small okay oh okay. so um you, you fall and i just kind of like i fell and i just sat there and i was like um okay <laughs> it's all there like shit and so my friend crimson goes you didn't die and i looked at her and go are you sure <laughs> I was like, I think I might have. (laughs) So I then took a minute. I went and sat down and I took a minute and Mm -hmm. I was like, because it was almost like having a mini panic attack. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Calm down. And then I got back out there and skated some more. And then I started falling more after that. And purposely because... I want to retrain my body to not be afraid of this thing. Yes. And, you know, muscle memory. So I just kept, like, at practice, I would fall and I fall and I fall. And I would just keep working on the things that I used to be able to do. So now I actually, from mid-February, late February to beginning of October, Mm -hmm. I went from skating only for 10 minutes to being able to do all of the skills again that you have to do to pass a level one assessment. Okay. So in those few months, I feel like I've just accomplished so much. It was just so, so hard to get back there. Yeah. So I just, and I just like the beginning of October mastered my last skill of skating. Cause you have to skate on one foot around one straightaway and one curve of the track Okay. And I could do it on my right leg because my right leg has super strong. Right. And I couldn't do it on my left and it was frustrating. Oh. Okay. And I finally did it and I cried a little. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's totally okay. And then my teammates saw it and they were like cheering and they were like, You did it, you did it and it was it was fantastic. Aw, so that's so yeah. sweet. So now I'm like, I gotta do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it, yeah, keep going up and yep, yep. yeah. So what, what is like the prime, if there is one, like what's the prime like age for roller? Like, is there one? 18 to 88. It, okay. Like, so there really is. Well, that, that's for adults. Our okay. team, you have to be over 18. Okay. There's junior roller derby though. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, cool. So, um, the Chicago outfit who we're pretty good friends yes, with. Yes, I'm yeah, familiar um, with that organization. They yeah. have a junior roller derby team. Okay. And I think it's the Chicago Riots, maybe. Um, I'm not too familiar because I don't have a kid in junior derby. So. Right. <laughs> um, but um, I think they're from like 10 to 18. Oh, cool. And it's so constructive. And oh, it, for sure. You know, your kid just... just angry or aggressive just get them out there and skate it out yeah, like skate it out for sure that's, that's my go-to like if i'm upset like i'll go skate it out <laughs> oh, i dig that i dig that so much yeah hey guys and gals so we have to take a quick break from the conversation for me to tell you about this episode sponsor the sponsor of this episode is podcorn so podcorn is a marketplace that connects podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities so those opportunities can look like host reads uh interview segments topical discussions reviews so using podcorn has been great i've been on there i've been exploring my only issue with podcorn is that there's actually so many sponsorship 
opportunities, I don't have time to look at them all. And then I spend like half the night like, like tossing and turning in bed like, oh my God, the, the perfect sponsor might be on there. I'm missing out on things, right? And it's great. Popcorn is paying me for this. And that's great because I do this for fun. I love talking about Chicago. I love talking to interesting and, and people, you know, interesting people about interesting things. But if I can at least break even in 2020, like the money I'm putting in, I get back. I'm super happy. So that's just really cool. In addition, uh, when you get with popcorn, there's no middleman. As a podcaster, you can go in and you can choose opportunities that you want. You set your own rates. You can collaborate with the brands directly and you don't give up any of the rights to your podcast. Podcorn is there to support you any step, every step of the way. I have not had to actually go to them for customer support, but they promised me that it's, it works well and that they're doing everything they can to protect you as a podcaster. And I have faith in them. A friend actually told me today, she said, hey, I went up and I signed up for Podcorn. I was like, that's awesome. If you are if you are a podcaster, you should get on there. If you know someone who has a podcast, tell them about Podcorn right now. And if you've been thinking about starting a podcast, this is a great way to start off in the right foot where you can at least begin to think about monetizing your podcast just to make some money, right? A little side hustle never hurt nobody. The Marketplace's mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how you monetize what you do. And they also make it so easy that you can focus on the important thing, which is being the creative genius that you are. Like me, right? I'm this creative genius. Uh, Not really, but that's okay. So go down in my episode notes, click the link uh, in the show notes and sign up to Podcorn and start start browsing for sponsorship opportunities today. Trust me, you won't regret it. And it's free. You don't have to pay to sign up. So what is there to lose? Get on there, check it out. Let me know what you think. If you think I'm full of bull corn, let me know, but I can assure you I'm not. I'm full of popcorn and that's like a few dollars in my pocket. I'm super happy. Enjoy. So now let's get back to the conversation. So in addition to playing roller derby, you're also a mom. Yes, I am. Of a teenager. (laughs) Almost adult. Almost adult. (laughs) How is that? Oh, scary (laughs) i mean he's a senior in high school he's gonna turn 18 the day before thanksgiving this year it's it's you know it he changed my life yeah he having him changed the whole trajectory of my life Mm -hmm. i was not headed down a great path and i got pregnant at 19 and i said well this is my life now yeah and he's been my little sidekick forever. I say little, but he's like six two. He's like super tall. Yes. I'm like he's not little. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. I know. I'm like five four, and he's like six two. So, but I mean, as as a parent, like he's always gonna be my of course my little kid, my little buddy. But yeah. I, he's he's always been. I don't know if it's because I didn't have a lot of friends with kids his age, Mm -hmm. but he's always been really good with being around adults. Yeah. And he can hold a conversation. Like, I just took him to a party at my friend Lisa's over the summer, and there's people in their 40s, and he's, like, schooling them on things. And, you know, and it's just, it's incredible. It's incredible to, like, I made that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, a lot of... Like, his weirdness comes from me. Oh, that's so cool, though. <laughs> and so, like, he's 
he's he's really cool. It's hard to get him out of the house, yeah. you know, because it's different from when we were teenagers. He's nothing like I was, for one. He, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I would smoke pot and drink and party and do all the things. Have and, you told him those things? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like it's important to be honest. Yes. Um, and let your kid know, like, hey, I did these things and this is how it turned out. <laughs> yeah, I had a conversation last night. I had dinner with a friend. Uh, my friend Adrian, and she has a thirteen-year-old, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, how is that? And she's like, uh. well, she, she's like, she had a, her, and we're kind of talking about having a thirteen-year-old girl, you know? I'm like, yeah, my girls are fourteen, and they just went to their first homecoming. Oh, um, mm, no, mm. <laughs> you gonna pull up and, a picture? Mm, and I have not actually. I'll share it today. I've not shared this picture on social media. Oh, how short were um, the dresses? <laughs> no, you know what? They're not bad. But it was, and it was interesting because uh, me and their mother aren't close. Yeah, I get that. And, I feel that. And so one of them, uh, Celia, like that, she she actually uh, Facetimed me when she was getting ready for home for. Her oh. Mother. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, you look so pretty." And I said. You actually look like your mom when I met her. Like, just Aww. she had her hair was super straight, which it is. And I'm like, you know, and she just had this beautiful smile. And I was like, oh, I gotta go talk to her. Like, which is <laughs> totally how I met their mom. I, we were, I was in a club and I actually saw her talking to somebody. I'm like, yo, I gotta talk to her. Like, um, like I, cause she has blue eyes and I can see them from across oh, the room. Oh, blue eyes. I'm, like, I'm a sucker I'm, for blue I'm eyes. Like, Let me go holler at that. Let me go holler. <laughs> and that's how we met. And so Celia has green eyes. And so, yeah, but, um, green eyes are better. And she was like, Oh, that's so cool. Whatever. But yeah. So, Oh my God. They are not 14. That, that's what I said. Right? <laughs> Good Lord. Oh my God. I want to talk about it. Right. But anyway, um, <laughs> And I, so we're talking, and I told my friend Adrian, I'm like, so what's that like? How's things going? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you guys have to talk. She's like, she's, you know, she's she's sweet. She's a good girl, whatever. I'm like, eh, I got my first blow job at 13. Because like, she's in eighth grade. I'm like, oh, next. Yeah. I'm like, next is high school. I'm like, that's when the little boys are trying to get her to get blowjobs in the bathroom. She's like, no, they don't. I'm like, I taught. Yes, they do. <laughs> I was a teacher. I was the girl going <laughs> in the bathroom. Yes, they do. <laughs> Oh, no. oh, well, not not at the school. But, uh, but. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. I had sex in my high school. But anyway, um, <laughs> is what it is. That was years ago. I've, yeah, I've, I've moved past it. <laughs> um, but I was telling her. So my daughter. So they're very different. And so Celia, like we were talking about coming to home. You know, my homecoming coming up. I'm like, so are you going with anybody? She's like, yeah, I'm going with CJ, but he hasn't asked me yet. And I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, well, you should ask CJ. I'm like, be an empowered woman. Hey, CJ, you're taking me to homecoming. You know, whatever. But then I asked Amy, and Amy's like, no, I'm going with my friends. I'm like, oh, okay. You're like, I'm good with that. Right. And so Amy, a couple weeks, uh, this would have been months ago now, she had posted, you know, uh, well, TikTok now, but before TikTok was Musical.ly. Oh, Yeah. And she had posted something on Musical.ly, you know, because it's like almost like a karaoke kind yeah. of word. And it said something about fucking. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? You were young once. When you were 13, you were thinking about fucking too. Because <laughs> well, you're so full of hormones. Oh, and like, so. you're, you just don't know what to do with your body. Oh like, my God. You just don't. I know what I want to do. <laughs> but it was fucking she posted on Instagram. And it's funny because if you go to her Instagram today, it has no posts. Which is, I don't know if that's a new thing. Like, she had like 16 posts. 
Then she deleted them all. It's like none. And it's like, she'll put three up and then they disappear. I think I'm the wrong person to ask because my kid doesn't do social Social media media at all. Like he has an Instagram. Yeah. And the most he's used it was when one of his friends was going for Homecoming King. Oh, cute. So he was just sending like the picture of his friend, which it was the worst picture, but it was the best picture, you know, like, but he doesn't do social media. Okay. He, he plays xbox and like you know whatever so he has his friends on there but he doesn't do facebook or twitter or any of that oh cool yeah i think it's like it's just i think part of it is maybe a teenage girl thing too because there's so there's so much insecurity and so much right yeah so they post something they're like no 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 and take it off (laughs) but she posted that and i was like i commented on it and it's funny because some of her friends follow me on instagram (laughs) because like you know so i was like I said, just as a reminder, there'll be no fucking today. And that's all it said. And she commented with, yes, sir. And all her friends were like, bing, 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 bing. And then they were like, hey, if he's dancing, there ain't going to be no fucking today. There'll be no fucking today. Just let me clear. Oh, my God. So a couple weeks after that, she posted these pictures. Have you ever seen Kinky Boots? Yes. You've seen the movie or the musical? Um, I think I saw the movie. Was that with David Schwimmer? No. Oh, man, no. No, I, I don't think, think so. so. Maybe? I think it was. But So the scene where the, the shoemaker shows the boots and she's like, burgundy. Do you remember that scene? Yes. And yes. then she talks about red. Yeah. And he's like, what? She goes, red, Charlie. Red is the color <laughs> of sex. So my, my daughter posts this picture. The series of pictures. Oh, boy. What is that? A tennis dress? I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't play tennis. (laughs) It's it's bright red. Yeah. Beautiful. But I remember, like, when I opened these, I looked down and I was like, and my friend goes, what's wrong? I go, red is the color of sex. (laughs) (laughs) And it's her in, like, this red dress. And she's super cute. But this is the one who doesn't want to date for homecoming. Yeah. I just want to go with my friends. And I'm like... I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> they all do that now. They all go with They're, groups of friends. Yeah. And it's, you know what? I think it's better. It's super cute. I mean, my kid's getting out of high school without having a baby. So, yay. Wind. <laughs> Wind. Total wind, right? Wind. Wind. He, he's, he's very, very picky. Yeah. He's very... Yeah, like I said, I was not. Yeah. He is the opposite of me. Yeah. Complete and total opposite, except we have like the same sense of humor. Oh, very cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he's not looking to do drugs. He's not looking to drink. He has seen what it does to someone else in his life. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm never going to touch it. I'm like, you can't say never. Like, it just, it just stop that. Just <laughs> avoid if you want, right? <laughs> Like, yeah. I get it. You know, you you right now you're super adamant and you know yeah. into your convictions, but maybe one day you might want to, and yeah. I will be here for you to whatever you want to try. Like I'm gonna tell you, like nothing that's not natural, but yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> like you're not gonna do a speedball or whatever. <laughs> but you want to avoid that son. <laughs> that's, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's but we have that kind of house where like we're gonna talk about it. And this you should, thing. absolutely. Like, yeah. If you wanna have sex, like we're gonna talk about it. And that's what I tell my girls. I'm like, like if you're not comfortable talking with me, because I'll bring it up they, and they're like, Dad I'm like, look, if you don't want to talk about it with me, talk, you talk about it with your mom. Yeah. Or your aunt, but like 
You know what I'm saying? Be smart. Right. No, because because they're they're very pretty. I I took my sister to Planned Parenthood when she was a teenager. Yeah. She's like ten years younger than me, and I oh, was okay. like, uh, no, we're going. Yeah. And I like dragged her and a couple of friends. I was like, here, get every pamphlet, know yeah. everything, <laughs> read it all. And then I was like, okay, wait. Now there's STIs, and the, the I thought it was just STDs, and there's all these new things, and I'm like, is this because of Tinder? Like, What's I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but I like I straight up told my kid I was like, "You're a dude. If you think you're ready enough for ha- to have sex, I go. You better be ready enough to walk into a store and buy your own condoms. I go. If you are not man enough to do that, you are not man enough to have sex. True story. Yeah, yeah. And and he there's hasn't. <laughs> and there's like I remember being young. Like there was that right. There was that like you didn't want to go buy your own condoms. Like oh my god, who's gonna go get yeah. them? No, I'm like. Like the only like I have very little furniture as you can tell, but like I would have a condom bowl in this motherfucker. Like I have no <laughs> like let's tr- pass them out to everyone. I have no trouble like oh that. And like I mean obviously that's a, a you know maturity and whatever you know it's like uh, whatever like yeah like sex is sex. I like it. It's yeah. fun. I like sex by the pound. So let's <laughs> just, you know what I'm saying like there's no secret about this. So let's just go ahead and pretend like we all know because I'm not hiding shit. And so yeah. Yeah, it, it's so I, I feel bad. I, I so I'm interested in this. I feel bad for your kid for, the, for this fact, right? Because because boys, you've never been a boy. Boys are fucking savages, right? Okay. And then, yeah, yeah. You know, like in fifth grade, they do the whole like your body is changing thing at like the the Robert Crown Center. You remember that, right? I didn't go. I don't think I went to that, <laughs> but I know what you're well, talking about. Like. As a girl, you know, I know what happens as a girl. Yes. I did not know what happens to boys. It's great. I did not know surprise boners were a thing. So as a total waking up with your underwear glued to you because you haven't beat you haven't beat your meat. Nope. And it just decided to just had give no it idea. up in the building. Had no idea. I've been there. <laughs> I've been and there. Luckily, I never had to see any of those underwears because my kid does no his laundry. laundry. Oh yeah, you don't want to do that laundry because you know that that's the thing. You're preparing your kids for life oh, for sure. You need to learn how to do your own laundry. You need yeah. to learn how to clean a toilet and yes. do all these things. Yes. You know, so he did his laundry from a young age, but it was his own fault. <laughs> well, the, the stiff socks. The, no, yeah, the, I, I don't. The crispy hand towels. Like, <laughs> yeah, nope. Never, never, oh, never God. touched it. Oh, I did, awesome. I did once, um, I used to, like, when he was a little younger, I used to yeah. check his, like, history on his phone and oh, stuff, you know. And then I saw a website, and I was like, okay, Dylan, this is how you clear your internet history. <laughs> I don't want to know that you like all And then news. I was like, Jerry, um, come <laughs> over here. Talk to the, him. The, you, this is you. About the old ladies. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> When I was like 20, I love 40 plus women. Oh. <laughs> like the old ladies. I'm like, she's so sexy. But, <laughs> like you find you find porn on your kid's phone. And I don't know about you, but I just don't want to see it. That's so what, here's how you like I clean your you. shit. Like, I don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. I joke. Like, I joke with my friend Adrian. Like, I'm like. So have you had to talk with your daughter? She's like, yeah, we've had to talk. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right. 
she is 14 and she's <laughs> in high school and that's it. It's oh my like, God. <laughs> I would have my daughter on birth control oh. the day I could. I'd oh. be like, let's go. It's time to go. We're getting a shot. No, I just tell <laughs> my girls just to be smart. I'm like, hey, when I was your age, you know, I at least was smart enough to like. I was not. Not have. <laughs> you know, because I, I like I had the girls at 25. Yeah. You know, and so which still was to me felt like too far too early. Still, yeah. Up to that point. But like, you know, but I'm like, you know, try to, you know, get through high school. And I tell them like, look, you know, I'm really honest. I'm like, boys want to. I love. Do you listen to Hobo Johnson? No. He uses a phrase that I love called uh, smash parts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, boys are going to want to smash parts yes. for, for any and every reason. So, yes. And you're beautiful. They always will. So yeah. don't like feel like, you know what I'm saying? Don't I like just be contemplative about, you don't have to rush into things. Yeah. You don't have to rush into, you know, the peer pressure or what have you. And you, know? and you have that added fear of having a daughter. Yeah. You know, I have less fear yeah. Having a son. Yeah. I, I've always taught him consent yes. is, you know, the number one thing. But I I remember because that whole Me Too movement, how you know someone that was sexually assaulted or abused yeah. or whatever. It's, every it's single real. woman has had something happen to them. Yeah, absolutely. And you grow up with that fear. Yes, absolutely. You know? absolutely. And so I, my heart goes out to you oh. <laughs> for having daughters. Yeah. But, and I, as a mom of a son, I have firmly always believed to teach my child what consent means. Yes, absolutely. And that's so important. I'm not sending them out in the world without knowing. Without. Like, I'm not going to be that person that, you know, if he, whether or not he listens, that's on him. Yeah. But at least I tried. Yeah, you've, right, educated. You know, and then you're on the other end where you're like telling your daughter it's okay when you get in a car and you're driving, you carry your keys between your fingers. And, yeah, yeah. You know, like. <laughs> I know, I've tried to get the girls in, into jujitsu and yeah. they're not interested. At least not yet. Like, yeah. Not yet. I'm like, oh, it'd be so great if they were in jujitsu. <laughs> so hopefully down the road they'll be like, hey, well, you know, maybe when it's time to go to college, maybe. Go I I grew up with older brothers, so I could throw a punch. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it just happened to me too a couple weeks ago. I was out at um this bar called Lucky's watching this band Whiskey Dick. Okay. And this guy took a liking to me. Yeah. And no amount of me saying, a, I'm not going to give you my number. B, I am. I have a fiance. I've been in a relationship for this long. He follows me outside. And luckily, a bunch of my friends were out there, too. Yeah. But he puts his hand on my leg, like oh. upper thigh. Yeah. And I grabbed his hand and I go, motherfucker, are you ready for that? Because yeah. I don't think you're ready to lose a hand tonight. Yeah. I was like, you can't just touch someone. Yeah. Oh, you sure. can't. Oh, sure, yeah. Like, yeah. who? Like, yes, you're drunk. Don't care. Not an excuse. Yes. Don't, yeah. You don't just go touch someone. Yeah. And like my friend Neil was standing close by and he's like seeing this happen and he's like, you know, puffing up. He's like, let him touch you. And right. I was <laughs> like, I'm like, listen, dude, I have about 10 guy friends here tonight. Yeah. I'm like, you don't just touch someone. You don't know how bad of a beating you might get my just from right. my randomly catch. touching. Like, I will throw a punch. I have right. no problem hitting you. And God, because Jerry is not a small dude. So God no, forbid, Jerry, not. Jerry is not a small dude. So, no. you know, and that's, yeah, it's 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 so sad that still, like, you know, I, I will say still, because it's a continuum of life, but like that you have to tell people that. Like, look, bro, you can't be... You know, see, like, you can't be just touching on, on yeah. girl. You know, you can't be touching on nobody, but, you know, that's that's bogus shit. Yeah. Creepers. But I, I was, <laughs> I was gonna, I was thinking, I was gonna say, like, I feel, 
so t- tell me the experiences here because like and when I was saying like boys are savages like <laughs> I remember having friends that had the hot mom and you're gorgeous so you're a gorgeous <laughs> girl um so like like I remember having friends with hot moms I'm like hey bro where's your mom gonna leave your dad <laughs> Like, shut the fuck up. Like, hey, bro, your mom's looking kind of thick today. I'm like, shut the fuck I, I don't know if any of them say that. They've never hit on you? I, no. I'm no. Hit on, I, when I was 14, I said a friend's mom's. I, Reckless I, abandoned. So, um, my son is in band. Okay. Of course, because all the best kids are. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no offense to anyone who doesn't have a band kid, but band, band kids, kids are better. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> so, last school year, we, um, our band decided to go on a cruise, a five-day cruise to the Bahamas. Oh, oh wow. Okay. And, okay. Because we know how to do. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, we went on the cruise too, because I'll be damned if I'm letting my kid go on a cruise before me. <laughs> Fair so, enough. So Jerry chaperoned because he doesn't drink, and oh, yeah, okay. um, and chaperones can't drink. And I was like, oh, vacation, all right. <laughs> and so, like, the kids already know me pretty well because I was on the booster club board, and I would be at every everything right you're involved every football game i'm there helping them get dressed you know along with the other moms and you know i am there i show up so they all kind of know who i am you know and then on the cruise those kids really got to know us you know where it's we got to the school at 4 a.m to load or 2 a.m to load up buses and go to the airport and jerry had his kids and they you know like we i was like not chaperone but like you know looked at as a chaperone so like they called our, you know, all the chaperones cruise control and Jerry's group like named themselves shut up. So they're <laughs> walking through the airport yelling, shut up, assemble. <laughs> and it was great. And then like, like you just got, we got so close to these teenagers and they're just amazing individuals. Yes. Like yeah. they are incredible people. And um, like Dylan one day, like we were doing something, or I was picking him up or something from school, and a bunch of the kids rush out to my car to start talking to me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like that they like me. I'm still cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm 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 still relevant, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then Dylan's like, Yeah, you're pretty much everyone's favorite. You're the cool mom. And oh, I was cute. like, mission accomplished, my <laughs> life is complete. I can I know I am the cool mom. Wow. You know, because I, I am one of the younger ones. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that hasn't always been easy because, you know, PTAs and all the older moms that are judgy and whatever, because PTAs are real. Oh, it's a real thing. They... Yes. Like those ladies are vicious sometimes. Yes. Not not ours. I, I loved our PTA people. Oh, good, but, good. but <laughs> it does happen. Uh, yeah. yeah. And like and one of them actually that's how I got suckered to be on the booster club for oh, band. Cool. She she pulled my arm up at a meeting and yeah. I was like, Okay, well now this is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and but the kids are like, You're just the coolest and I was like, Okay. Like, well, I'll take have, it. You have such a pleasant disposition, too. You're just easy to get along with. And like, yeah, for most of the time. Yeah. Well, I'm sure everyone has the right. There are moments where you're like, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I have them. I can picture, me. like, being at your house, and there's just a moment I'm like, just, like, play a poke or something, just getting all my chips, like, oh, Amy's about to get up. <laughs> get my shit. She's got the chips in my shirt. No, like, it, it's more, oh, no. Right. Like, it's time to go. 
We were out at a friend's house, like their their lake house, like one weekend, and we were on like a three hour long game of Uno. And at that point, I'm like, motherfucker, you throw one more draw four at me, and I'm the we're gonna. I'm not afraid of homicide. Like (laughs) I'm like homicide's real, and it's gonna happen to you. Oh, that's great. But like, I'm competitive. Yes. Like I'm like. I'm going to do the thing and I'm going to do it 10 times better than you are. Oh, and, that's excellent. And it may not actually be true that I'm 10 times better. Like, most of the time it's not. But I'm going to try. I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Yes, I like to be oh, that's <laughs> so awesome. competitive. Like, I walk faster than you. I'm Monica from Friends with the hair in the ping pong battle. <laughs> right, just going like... <laughs> But because I broke my leg, I couldn't run for the leg. I still oh, can't yeah. really. So when I run now, I look like Phoebe running on Friends. Oh, when they no. were running through Central Park and like the arms are flailing <laughs> and like I'm kind of half limping, half running. Like, oh, yes, no. I'm super cool, dude. Fair enough. <laughs> well, that's good then because I, yeah, I was a hornball teenager. And I just remember. Uh-huh. I remember specifically because it's funny because uh, we're still friends on Facebook. I had a buddy named Phil. And, like, I remember his mom was gorgeous. Like, she still looks the same. She hasn't aged a day. But, like, I'd just be like, hey, Phil, like, your mom's single, right? He'd be like, dude, you must have talked about my mom. You must shut the fuck up. And, like, he'll learn for, like, an hour. Kind of, like, he just random. I'd be like, hey, Phil. He'd be like, shut the fuck up. Like, I wouldn't say anything. I'm like, no, I got a serious question. He'd be like, don't talk to me, dude. And I'd be like, hey, Phil. Where does your mom shop? <laughs> like random things. Never. None oh, of Dylan's friends have hit on me. They're all super respectful. Well, like yeah. this generation is so weird. Yeah, right, yeah. That's cool. That's cute. They're cute kids. Though. Yeah. That's they're good. they're just they're, That's awesome. they're so respectful. Yeah. And like like this one, um, Winnie, he he's very flamboyant child. Yeah. And like he is everyone's favorite. Every band mom, like, we're like we want Winnie as our child. Like, so maybe it's the opposite. It's right. the parents. Like, come trying to swap. Here, let me feed you. Let me like. Trying to swap you and collect. Yeah. Do you ever look at, so here's what, do you ever look at girls and be like, oh, that's the girl Dylan should like date. You no. Ever, you ever do that? No. Okay. Um, there had been a cheerleader that liked him like a few years ago, maybe freshman or sophomore freshman year. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, she's adorable. And I was like, hmm, that's a cheerleader. No. Like, <laughs> I, I will say no to everyone, but he he's very particular and he likes a very, he wants, if he's going to date someone, he's going to have a conversation with you. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you know, like, like he, he will debate all the flat earthers and everything and yeah. give them all the scientific reasons why that's not a thing. Oh, cute. And, you know, like, so he wants someone that's going to be able to hold their own. Yes. And he has not found that at school, but I'm not like, oh, they're still young. I've not found anyone where I'm like, oh, maybe like there was a girl that lived around the block from us that like, she's super sweet and super awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you and Shannon should totally date. But then I'm like, well, who am I to tell you who to like, who did, yeah. you know, like yeah. th- that's your thing. You know, you got to find, I can't. I can't have that input. Like, yeah. I, 
And like I just picture right now like a Jewish mother. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. you know how like they're so involved and it's like well, like start setting up dates. Like what about Yeah, this like boy? that stereotypical like Oh yeah. And I'm like, I can't be that. Like you just do you. If you want to date women, fine. If you want to date men, fine. If you want to date the pasta strainer, like um that we'll might be weird, you, but we'll about to- <laughs> you know, like you just you do you. Yeah. I'm not going to push you. I'm not going to press you. I'm definitely not going to press you at all because then you might go out and like have a baby, you know? Right. Like, right. So no, I really just let him do his own thing. And oh, very cool. I, I, I'm too young for grandkids because well, I'm still in my thirties. I know that feeling. Yes. <laughs> and so like in these segments of your life, you also have a long term relationship 15 years. 15 years jesus we are engaged though okay <laughs> finally and I, and I'm, I'm not right so what and i've met jerry yeah super pleasant yeah so what made jerry the special dude because i can imagine oh. there were a lot of guys so like 15 years back okay i'm imagining there were a lot of guys floating around right? so 15 years ago like i had split from dylan's birth father okay and um i had been single for a little while and then i was like screw it i'm going to date around you know i'm gonna date a bunch of people because i'm single and i'm still like super young and whatever and then so i was dating a couple people and i had actually met jerry when i was about 15 and and i was i was super hot and you know like I knew it. So right, I right. had like that attitude, like, yeah. fuck you, I'm a bitch. Like, okay. like I, and I was, I was a total, I was totally rude to him when we were like, and he remembers cause he remembers everything and it's <laughs> super annoying. But so then he was working with a friend and like, while I was still together with my ex and he was still together with his, like we were at a barbecue at this mutual friend's house together. And he'd said something now he's changed the story over the years, but he apparently leaned over to his at the time girlfriend and pointed to me and said, "That's the kind of girl I'm gonna marry." Oh, okay. And, and I didn't know any of this for a long time. And then you know we both split up with our respective partners and everything. And then we were at another barbecue, and I was single, so I was like, and I was dating you know another guy, and so I was like, oh, let's go on a date or whatever. Well, not really. Okay, so. His, he told his friend to leave. His friend was his ride. Okay. So I had to drive him home. Like, uh, he had a plan. He like, planned he it out. He knew what he was doing. All right. So we kind of just, like, Dylan was in the car seat, in the back seat. And I didn't think anything of it, like, introducing him. Dylan was almost three. And he was asleep. And we already knew each other as friends. Right. So I didn't think, you know, oh, I can't let him near my kid yet. Because we were just friends, friends. at that yeah. point. And then, so he invited me to come to a party with him the next day. And he was like, there's going to be other kids. You can bring Dylan. It'll be fun. And then he's like, "Um, so I'm just going to introduce you as my girlfriend because it's easier. And I was like, oh, okay. He he totally sucked your Sucker. (laughs) Because once you start hearing that, you're like, well, that kind of makes sense. Okay. I got it's smooth. Okay. I, I just learned all the tricks. Okay, cool. Um, I, you know that saying, "Young and dumb." Yeah. I'm hoping, but I, I'm hoping not, it's the old and dumb. That's it must not have been that dumb because no, yeah. fifteen years later, having gone through all kinds of things, yeah. we are still together. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And you plan on getting married? Yes, I need to find a place. 
So here's here's mm-hmm. what I wonder because because and I asked this just from previous experience that I've seen. Does getting married worry you? No. Okay. okay. No. Honestly, one of one of the reasons I mean, besides all the like, I love each other, I want to be with each other, of like course. you know, whatever. I think it's also practical for us yeah. because, um, like, our moms are still around. Both of our dads have passed on, but our moms mm-hmm. are still around, and some of our siblings. Mm-hmm. Well, all of the siblings, but I, I don't trust my family mm-hmm. to make like end of life medical decisions for me yeah. if something was happened. And he's not, you know, his family, they're great people. And we like, like my family, they're great people. We like them, you know, whatever. They're cool. But we don't want them making any end of life Right, because you two are, have been together so yeah. long. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And we'll know what to do financially and all of this. So, like, there, there's the whole love and everything. But okay. you also have to be practical, like, absolutely. as you get older. Like, he has to have a double hip replacement. Oh, wow. So before he does that, I want to have, like, either A, be married, or B, have a will in place, you know, like a living will or whatever have you, because that's major surgery. Just in case. That's two major surgeries. Just in case, yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't trust anyone. I know his wishes. He knows mine. You know, like, nobody else knows each other like we know each other. Absolutely. So. Oh, that's super sweet. Yeah, I, I just want to make sure, because I've, I've been there. Um, I have been the power of attorney and the executor of end of life choices for my father. Yeah. I was 25 and I was the one that had to make the decision to take off of life support. Yeah. So I know the weight of that yes. responsibility. Yeah. And I, I, th- I know my oldest brother could handle it. He would be the only one in my family that I could, you know... I, I wouldn't want to put that on anyone else. Yeah. And so. I can understand that. Yeah. 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 When my when my father passed away, when he was he was in a coma for a while. Okay. And my him and my sister were extremely close. Like me and my dad were close, but they were, she was older, but they were really close. She's the only girl he ever had of uh-huh. like maybe like six kids. Like, <laughs> so they were really, really close. Yeah. But like when it came to emotion, like the emotionality of like, you know, the situation, she wasn't she wasn't prepared to deal with that. I wasn't either. <laughs> and so it was kind of left to me. And then, and like, I knew my dad and I knew what he would want, not want. So I'm like, yeah. it's really not a question, you know, to me of like things like life support, whatever. And then he passed away naturally um, before. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But yeah, that's, it's tough. It's yeah. Really that tough. whole dead dad's club is not a club you want to be in. No, it's, it's really <laughs> tough. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I, we, we've gone through so much together over the last 15 years. Oh. Like we've had our little breakups and you know we were gonna we had planned on getting married and we had all these plans and like all these things and then when my dad um when his ms like affected his kidneys um all our plans changed and and then we got to the point where he was like well now i feel like marriage is a trap you're trapped with that person forever and i was like have you not heard of divorce because it's a thing since like you know, whenever, like, right. who was that king that changed to the religion or whatever? Right. You know, like, you so mean, he we could get, get divorced. divorced. Um, oh, Carrie would know who he was. Oh, I'm um, sure. <laughs> um, but, like, it's not a trap. If no. I don't want to be with you, like, I'm walking out that door and that's that. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're going to be abusive, I'm walking out that door. Yeah. And, and so I was like, it took him a while to get back to the point. Because I think it's because his mom and dad... You know, 
they were together for like forever. They got married when she was 18 mm-hmm. and his dad was an alcoholic and, you know, put his mom stuck around and stuck with all this stuck shit through it all. And I was just like, dude, I'd have been 86 out of there. Adios. Like I'm done. <laughs> like you want to keep drinking and being this person? Yeah. Well, you can't have me in your life. Absolutely. And like that, that actually got to the point with us. I was just like, okay, this drinking thing is not doing you any favors. And like he ended up getting sober and it wasn't because I said that, you know what I mean? You can't make anyone get sober. They have to want to do it themselves. The time came. Yeah. But if he goes back to drinking, even if we're married, I don't know that I would stay, you know, because... It's tough. Uh, you know, and and for a while when he was first sober, he used to say to me, like, oh, you're an alcoholic. And I was like, mm, are you sure? Because, <laughs> yes, I will go out and drink and whatever. But I'm also that person that will take three hours to finish that beer yeah, that I'm yeah. drinking. Yeah. And he realized one day when we were out to dinner or something, I had ordered a glass of wine. or No, we were at a friend's bar. Mm-hmm. And um, a friend had given me a free beer because he owned the bar. So, Yeah. And Jerry was like, oh, I just really want to go home. So I left the beer on the bar and started to walk away. And he's like, are you going to finish that? I was like, well, no, you want to go home. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're going to leave it. He's like, you're going to leave like a practically full beer. I'm like, yeah. Like, what's the point? It was free. What do I care? Right. right. <laughs> and but to him, the alcoholic in him was like, oh, you have to finish that. Right, you don't and leave. go. You don't leave that <laughs> don't drink. Leave and that I was drink. just like. Um, who cares like it's going to be warm in two hours when I finish it anyways you don't want to stay for two hours right (laughs) so and that was when he was like okay maybe not maybe you're not an alcoholic (laughs) but you know then you had your struggles over 15 years like you're even if you're married or not you're with someone that long like of course their shit's gonna annoy you (laughs) the natural progression of a relationship for sure (laughs) I totally a few weeks ago we were arguing about what's the best ice cream flavor I think chocolate. Okay. He thinks vanilla and he is wrong. Okay. <laughs> so I asked him to move out. <laughs> nice. I was like, okay, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> you gotta go. Like, we've had this argument for years and years because every time I buy ice cream, like, I'm going oh. to buy chocolate ice cream. Yeah. If you want the vanilla, you're going to have to buy it, it yourself. Well, so- <laughs> hey, I'm sure that has destroyed more than one relationship in this world. I'm so sure. I'll never forget dating a girl once, and and you know I can look back because I'm I'm single, yeah, and think about women that I dated and like fuck if I should have played you know I should have just played better cards you know yeah, and but... whatever but it is what it is but I'll never forget dating a girl once and she was like she obviously didn't live in Chicago because she made the statement I could never live in Chicago and she was just lucky I didn't just pull a car right there <laughs> get the fuck out <laughs> and I was like Ugh! and I think With, like. Now, when you say I can never live in Chicago, does she mean even suburbs or the city itself? I think she meant the city itself, probably. So it's not like she lived in. No, she lived like far out west suburbs, like out near Nacal. Oh, okay. And so, and we, you know, met, whatever. But yeah, when she made that statement, I was like, Mm. (laughs) and I think like a week later, I'm I'm not driving an hour and a half to see you. (laughs) This ain't got work. I was just upset. No. You know what? Like, 
I would totally live in the city, but yeah. suburban schools are a little bit better. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. That and I, the traffic. I, I get and... so aggro in the traffic, yes. like. Yeah. Like I'm not a nice person. Yeah. I love the city, but like I my so my car is sitting right out front of here. I've not driven it in three months. Oh boy! And my life, the quality of life, it's so weird because it it changes everything. When yeah. you try to live a car free life, yeah, it changes everything. It changes how you shop. How everything. You, yeah. Your Amazon Prime. Everything. Long everything. <laughs> but I'm so much happier. Like I, just, I get that. I'm so happy, and it's just like. I'm like, I don't, because I don't drive it because I need new brakes. Oh, okay. And like, I'm like, all I got to do is get the brakes fixed. Do and you it's ever like at least move the car? Because it's yeah, sitting to, in the... I have the, to switch that... it. I switch it from, from side to side. Because <laughs> you're going to like dry rot like or do something with the tires. Yeah, and yeah. You I need move to it. at least start it and move it. And, so. I, and probably today or tomorrow, I'll probably like take it around, the, like maybe take it around the block. Like, yeah. Because like, I've driven it like just to like move it. And then I'm like, okay, we're good. And move but it. Living in the city here, you... Are privy to all of this transportation. Yes, like you can hop on a train and just yes. get anywhere. And I right, the, so the metro station is a block away. Okay, there's a bus line a block away. Um, there's a train line a half a mile away. Then there's a train line a mile away. And yeah. so yeah, it's and then there's actually a although I've never gone there at the Museum of Science and Industry, which is a mile away, uh-huh. there's a bus depot okay. where all the buses... That makes sense. So, yeah. And so, it's like, I have tons of transportation options, yeah. you know. And the only thing is, like, like when I try to go place, like, uh, like if I'm going, like, Lakeview or something, mm-hmm. like, that's, like, an hour, you know. Yeah. But other than that, it's, like... It's going to be an hour in your car, too, it's so... It's an hour in my car. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's... But it's so great. But it, it's a different... It's a shift. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. and... and being in the suburbs, I'm so dependent on a car. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I drive my 15 minutes to work, which is amazing because I used to commute downtown. And, yes. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, for 15 years I did. And I loved it. I loved working downtown, but I also hated being downtown Town. if I wasn't working. <laughs> yes. Now I'm like, oh, yes, let's go like bum around the city for the day. And, yeah. you know, like, because our city is so amazing. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Say it again. Sir. <laughs> our city is the best city. Yes. We are not the second city. Yes. We are the city. Yes. Um, But I mean, because on any given day, there's so many things you can go and do and explore. And like, like, just neighborhoods. Just go hang out in a neighborhood and bar hop all day. And mm-hmm. like, you know, drink a beer, drink a water, drink a beer, drink a water. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that hydration. Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, like, there's just always something to do. Yes. You can't be bored in Chicago. Yeah. Just go sit on the Michigan Avenue and people watch, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> or sit outside the Sears Tower in the winter or sit like there. I'm sorry, whatever tower you feel like calling it. Absolutely. Um, um, there's like, like a McDonald's kitty corner. Yep. Sit in that McDonald's in the winter and watch the people walking past the tower and like holding onto the chains as they walk, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> like, oh God. Yes. I, I worked right there for years and years and years. I was half a block. Like you walk outside and you see the tower and yep. it's right there. And all the weather that comes from that tower Absolutely. Is, is a thing. <laughs> But this is the best city. You can yeah. get anywhere. You can do anything. And you you know, just just explore. So I love to go back and explore the whole city now. Like yeah. you know, like there's those architectural tours or like in the summer you get on a water taxi and just mm-hmm. cruise around the river and everything. Yeah. 
Or if you're feeling like being a real tourist in your own city, go to Navy Pier. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. But, you know, we're we're the best city. And even the suburbs, we're really good. Oh, for sure. Like, for you sure. get some of the best food you've ever eaten Yeah. in the suburbs. Like, my brother lives out of state. And every time he comes home, we have to do... Pizza and tacos and portillos yeah, and, you yeah. know, like, like there are certain things yes, that yeah. are a must. <laughs> Have you seen the show? It's funny because I just started watching this recently and it's just like, I was actually talking about it the other night at this event I went to, Ugly Delicious. <gasps> okay. I love that chef. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually watching um, the, his other new one, um, something with dessert dinner lunch dinner dessert or something like that oh yeah okay is that yeah. him too yeah okay i know exactly what you're talking about yeah okay. yeah so i love that guy i love ugly yes. like i love it all okay. <laughs> i love him he is he's my guru because i just started I, well, I watched the first episode of that show like probably a year ago uh-huh. and never got back i didn't even finish the first episode so they didn't get back to it and i watched it like last weekend with a friend and we started episode one and i was just like is that the pizza episode? that's pizza <laughs> right and i'm like it's pizza Right? And Chicago has some of the best pizzas, but it's pizza. Yeah. And then, like, watching that episode and, and everything and all the discussion, I'm like, oh, shit, it's pizza. You know? <laughs> like, it's, it's not just pizza. It's pizza. pizza. Right? And I was like, like, it's sexy. Yeah, it's, it's like, it can be, right? It's amazing. And it's like, you know, like, like I didn't, there was a pizza association that, like, if you want to make Neapolitan pizza, this is how you do it. And you got to have yeah. this cheese. And I had no idea that was a thing. Holy shit, right? I'm just like, let's go over to Giordano's. Because <laughs> I think Giordano's is better than Lumanides. Fight me. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like, just pile all the things in there yeah. and, like, just give it to me. And it's, like, yeah. <laughs> and then episode two is tacos. Yeah. And I was like, and it was so funny because I was actually telling someone this because he's like, Oh, I make my own tortillas. I'm like, you do? Because there's like someone's like, if I go to a place and they don't make their own tortillas, I'm leaving. And I'm like, do I go to places that make their own tortillas? <laughs> I, I do not, know. and the food is still amazing. Right, I don't even know. <laughs> and so he's like, "Yeah, if you don't go to a place that makes, you're missing out." I'm like, "Am I missing out on like the best tacos?" <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I know. I don't know. I know there's a restaurant in the suburbs called Chewy's, and they have. I call her Abuelita because okay. she the, the abuela is yes, in the, There's a room, and she's just in there cranking out tortillas. Oh, that's like, amazing! Like, can you teach me? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I've never tried. And he's like super. You just have to have a tortilla press. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's like, yeah, you should try it sometime. He goes, I do it all the time. I'm like, if I start making my own tortillas. <laughs> oh, good. Now, I'm, another reason to buy something from my kitchen. <laughs> for sure. I'm like, I'll turn this place into a restaurant. This would be like, <laughs> you see? I feel like that's my house anyway. Sitting for four. <laughs> I'll be in there like, working tortillas. But if, yeah, I If love I it. started making them myself at home, oh. then they are going to expect me to make them <laughs> all, all the, the time. time. And I can't live that life. Oh, do it. Like, <laughs> because... Crank it at wheel. <laughs> I, I mean, how many times as, a, as an adult are you like, oh, I do not want to figure out what to make for dinner. Oh, all the time. I don't. I don't. I all I'm, the time. I'm so over it. Yeah. Like, if I knew that's what being adult was, <laughs> like, I don't think I would have signed up for this. I'm going back to mom's house. <laughs> Like, like, legitimately, I don't want to adult. Yeah, yeah it, it's, 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 yeah, could you, so here's a question. Could you imagine when you were 16, you'd be, like. Oh, no, don't you, you don't even need to Just finish. where you are in life. No, like, no, no. No? I, when I was 16, um, 
it was um it was a difficult time mm. i had been physically abused by a step parent oh, i'm sorry and no don't be sorry it, it made me who i am right. you know what i mean like All you right. take that shit and you learn from it you yeah. You, you let it shape your future. You don't let it negatively shape you, but you let yeah. it shape you. Okay. And it happened. It was an experience. Can't change it. Can't, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But at that time, like, I was just heavy into smoking pot and doing X and partying and drinking and just, you know, if I had kept on that path, it wouldn't have been good. I never, like, yeah, I always knew I'd want to be a mom and, like, you know, whatever. But where my life is now never could have imagined it like because i felt like once you hit your 30s like you're kind of like stabling out you know like you've got your sea legs under you and like you're you're like you're you're a person at that point yeah <laughs> and just from where i came from to where i am and the things i've overcome um like i just it's inc like <laughs> One of my good friends callahan said to me one day mine yes yes, yes. okay i know yeah um, he, he, we were talking about something one day and he was like, you know, for all the shit you lived through, I'm surprised you're so well adjusted. Hey, that's real. <laughs> and that's I was real. like, well, you can either let it negatively define your life or you can turn it into a positive, yeah. you know, and I choose to live positively. I didn't always, you know, it was hard to be a positive person. Oh, I'm sure. It is so hard. It's so much easier to believe the negative. Mm -hmm. So easy. And we all do it all the time. Like, I still have all kinds of insecurities, but would I imagine, like, having this super awesome teenager and this great relationship and, you know, being a band mom or, you know, and a roller derby girl and, like, working in a, where I work? And no, never could have imagined it. Yeah. This is my life. And it's like I have amazing friends and I made even more amazing friends joining roller derby. Yeah. Like, that, that, keeps people coming back i think is the relationships oh, sure that you form and, yeah. and it's like i i want to hang out with my derby friends all the time oh <laughs> like, that's awesome you know we just took a trip to um a pumpkin patch as a group and okay. you know bring our kids and families and husbands and wives and whoever and you know we want to hang out outside and we're going um next sunday to um decorate a christmas tree at brookfield zoo together Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, that would so, be perfect. Like, I, I never would have imagined, like, I, you know, and there's so much hard work that I've done to get to where I am. Of course. But it's just incredible to yeah. think, I, this is my life. Like, yeah. you know, I can lay on the couch all night and watch Disney Plus because that's my life now. And I can go out and do the same, like, be with people, and I'm perfectly okay with both of them. Yes. You know, I'm not just, like, uncomfortable in my own skin. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm just still totally socially awkward, but <laughs> I don't think that's going to change at this point. That's okay, though. <laughs> and so, you know, like, I'm going to go out tonight, and, like, some of my regular friends met some of my derby friends last night, and now my regular friends are like, oh, no, you're coming with us. You're coming out tonight. And I was like... Yeah, you want to hang out with Derby Girls because we are the best people. I was going to say, right, why not? They make me want to be a better person. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So that's actually a perfect segue to probably what, like, my, I think my last question I really have. So you seem to, to have, you really seem to have a hang. Like, from this, I always want to try to leave people with something they, they can learn or gain from, right? Absolutely. Now, of course, like, people need to go check out 
the the vindicated vixens. The vindicated vixens. We are on Instagram, Facebook. We have a website. Find us okay. in all the places. And well, I'll put that all that in the episode notes. You know, and and probably some stuff about. And I'm really trying to get into a habit of like when I have my guests to have like supplemental like information. Yeah. So later on, like I I did an episode. I did an episode. Uh, with uh, the founder of Repin Pins, and so after that, like I like ena- like he makes enamel pins, right? Yeah. And then I like started doing the research, and I found all this stuff about enamel pins and how like there's this explosion of interest in them, and that's why you're seeing them everywhere. And I'm like, oh shit! And so like sharing that with people, and he actually was on Vocalo maybe like two days after he did the interview with me, and yeah. I'm like, oh shit! You know, like <laughs> everyone wants to talk about pins. And yeah. So just trying to do like you know. So supply information. So you seem to have this great grasp of work, <laughs> life, and relationship, like a balance. Yeah. And what are some great tips? So how do you do that? Well, for the relationship part, Jerry and I have always had our own interests. Okay. So we don't have that need to be together every second of every day. I have my own friends. He has his own friends. We have our together friends and, you know, like we can come together and do things, but I have my own interests. And at the end of the day, when I've been out at Derby and he's been out at school or doing whatever he's doing, when we come together, we have something to talk about, (laughs) you know, like I'll come home and be like from practice and be like, Oh my God, you know, that was the best practice. Or I'll come home and be like, dude, smell how bad my arm smells. Uh. Like (laughs) be like, those pads need to be washed, you know, but it's, I I don't know. We don't get jealous. We don't, you know, so I'm going off and doing my own thing and he's going off and doing his and it's, perfect and we come together and it works for us it might not work for everyone else you know we're not jealous people so i think that's really important like if you're going to be jealous and not trust your spouse like no like don't be with that person yeah sure um so i mean it's what works for us and the whole balance thing we're we're we like to be busy people we're social you know you know (laughs) yeah yeah for sure so you know it's we we have our separate things but we come together and you know do our together thing so it's and he's he's fallen in love with derby too so he was like maybe i'll start nsoing and doing this and that and i'm like okay we'll see yeah for sure so we're just we gotta get him a derby name (laughs) so what's your derby name my derby name is funfetti Oh, oh, I love it. I love it. You know me always baking my cupcakes. Yeah. Um, so, and, um, and you know, I have the cupcake tattoo oh. there. Um, and so now everyone on my team just shortens it to Fetty. Okay. So whenever you hear, like, and it's weird to go out in public now at this point and give out my real name. Oh. Because, <laughs> like, we, some, a bunch of us went and did a movie shoot and, you know, we were sitting there, all the Derby girls, and we're like, what name do we give? Like, yeah. do we give our real name? Do we give our Derby name? It's like, it, we're, we're the same person. Okay, wait, a movie show? Uh, well, one of our... <laughs> so, wait a minute. I'm talking about that. <laughs> it was just like an independent film that needed extras, and oh, our friend cool. was working on it, and she, who was also a Derby girl, so she put the cool. word to the Derby community. And the Derby community steps up. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you're from. Yeah. So 
you know, we went and we were extras on a movie, and I don't even know if it's ever going to see a screen or what. It was, what was super. The, do you know what the name of it was? I don't. Okay. I, you know <laughs> what? Someone who was there looked it up, and they probably said it fifty times, and I was just too busy. Like, oh hey, there's snacks. Okay. Like, oh you got Cheez-Its? Yeah, I'm gonna go eat the Cheez-Its. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, whatever. It was, you know, that that's like. You can put a call to action out to the Derby community and they will, you can find Derby everywhere too. Okay. And they will show up for you. Oh, very cool. These people will always be there for you. Oh. And it's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's, you know, bringing that into my life and adding that to the the balance, it it was not hard, especially when it's... amazing group of people yes and that helps <laughs> yeah so much yeah like over the summer we took a trip out to maryland to visit my brother and i was like okay let me check and see if there's any local derby going on i can maybe go drop in on a practice or whatever because you if you're coming from another state and you call up my team and say hey can i drop in and practice with you guys absolutely yeah they will not turn you away All right. so the team i found they now we are the vindicated vixens they are the mason dixon roller vixens oh my god so okay. i was like we are sisters we are all vixens <laughs> and so i reached out and i was like are you guys practicing do you have any bouts like what you know what's going on i found a skate shop out there i'm like i'm gonna go to the skate shop and you know and one of the girls on the team like we started going back and forth and now we're facebook friends but i was like well i really like she's like we're not practicing we're on hiatus you know but you know here's a rink that we go to um I was like, well, I'm not going to go by myself, you know, and my kid won't skate and Jerry can't with his bad hips. So yeah. and I was like, well, how about I get a t-shirt? You know, let me like meet up with you and get a t-shirt from your team just because I like to collect those things, you yeah, know? absolutely. And so she actually met me out. I was out at a restaurant with a bunch of friends and family and she came up there and met me and brought me a tank top and it was like, it was their pride tank top. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. I've got a new tank top for pride next year. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was like, it was just really cool. Like, this person didn't know me, you know, I could have been like a murderer or whatever, you know, who knows, but we were meeting in public, so it's fine. And like, that's, that's how it is. That's the Derby community will always be there for you. Oh, that's wonderful. No matter where you move in this country or other countries, because London Brawlers are a thing. Oh, nice. And, um, okay. You could catch that on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you've got Prime, but Seriously? there's a show called um, Roller Derby Till I Die. Oh, I'll check it out. For yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. But wherever you go, if you're a derby girl, you're going to find derby girls. Oh, I dig that. Yeah. I dig that so much. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me. Oh, you're I don't know if there's welcome. anything else you specifically wanted to chat about. No, I mean, well, we have a recruit night in February, oh. but, you know, but that's a ways off. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, yeah, if you give me the information, I'll, I'll be sure to share it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I, I'm always recruiting i was recruiting at a bar last night i'm like come be one of us like you're gonna love it (laughs) come on it's gonna be great you'll love it okay yeah no that's great that's great so yeah just check us out on social media we post things all the time you know so you want to go say say what the social media is um yeah it's vindicated vixens roller derby okay um that's pretty much it vindicated okay. vixens roller derby all right and i'll put it in episode notes and stuff yeah i'll, and stuff. I'll send you all the links and, and i you, don't know them by heart you have so like you have do you have twitter and instagram i have 
Twitter and Instagram, but let me look up my name. I was going to say, and I'll make sure I put that in the episode notes. So if you guys want to follow Amy. I am funfetti underscore vixen and Instagram. And I have no idea what my Twitter is because I never use it. Oh, there you well, go. Um, oh, how do you find your name? <laughs> At cupcake underscore Amy. Okay. All right. Um, and so, you see, you guys can force Amy to start using her Twitter, <laughs> sending her a lot of follows and, like, tweeting at her, and it'll be great. And so, Yeah, I post ridiculously stupid stuff and lots of cupcakes on my Instagram, so. See, just that alone. I'm like, well, <laughs> obviously, I need to follow it. So, that's perfect. Thank you so much for coming to Thank you for having me, Oh, no, it was absolutely I love pleasure. hanging out with you. And I love you're an out. incredible person. Oh, thank you. And I love hanging out with you, too. And I have officially passed out on Amy's couch before. <laughs> So oh my God, I forgot. I was gonna say, I was like, I ain't gonna. I feel like Matt Foley. Like, you're gonna be like, it's time you to go. I don't give a rat's ass. I'll spend the That's night. That's our house, though. Like, everyone is okay to be here. Like, oh. if you need to crash, you can no, crash. No, it was great. Yeah. We are a safe place for you to sleep on the floor or the couch or a chair. Don't Me, care. Bob. I think Bob. Did Bob even leave? Like, he might have left. Oh my God. Oh my I'm God. A, That's a whole person for another. Right. Like, maybe you should have Bob on. Your podcast. Oh God! There's nobody more interesting than Bob. That's, that's what, I'm, it's not that he's not interesting. I love. We, we went to junior high together, <laughs> and then like we we like ran into each other at a party at his house, which I was like, oh my God, Bob. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like he's a, such he's, a dynamic personality. Yes. I don't know if I have the skills yet <laughs> to reel him in. You just let him talk. I, uh, just I let him talk. Best. His stories are ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I'm sure. Do you know who Burt Kreischer is? Yeah, yeah. Bob is yes! the Burt Kreischer. He's but yeah, our Burt. He's, he's our, our Burt machine. <laughs> what do you mean you robbed the train with some Russians? He's like, wait, wait. Let me tell you how. <laughs> Best story ever. I, I love hanging out with Bob. It's just hard to schedule with. Always hard to schedule. Oh with my him. god, yeah, yeah. And he, we, I don't remember where we were. I'll never forget this. Uh, he, he, you know, we we're talking. And I was like, oh, how's that girl you're dating? He was, I, he had showed me a picture. Because like, he's always dated ridiculously hot women. And he was like, yeah, man. Uh, you know, she uh, she set my stuff on fire. And like it was like kind of a segue, just very simple like that. And I'm like, what do you mean, Bob? He's like, yeah, she put my stuff on my porch and set it on fire. I'm like, your porch is made out of wood, right? And he's like, yeah. I said, Bob, I think she's trying to kill you. He's like, you think so? I was like, Bob, I think she's trying to kill you. He's like, I don't think so. I'm like, Bob, I think you need to let that go. And he's like, but the sex is so hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's Doesn't a, matter. The conversation's over. Okay. Yeah, he he's a unique individual. But so, I, that's what I like. Like, yes. you surround yourself with unique in, yes. individuals and they all make you a better person. And I love Bob. Yes, I love Bob to death. So that's actually not a bad suggestion. <laughs> That actually, I'm Bob, to make, you're welcome. I'm about to make that happen. Yes, for sure. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. And yeah, and, and we'll, I'm sure we'll have you again in the future too. Absolutely. Maybe I'll bring a teammate or two. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes. Like, and we'll get you out to one of our bouts. Yes. And I'm definitely going to come out for a bout. So that's going to be, that's a done. So yeah, that'd be great. And everyone listening, support your ro- local roller rinks. Yes. Because uh, yes. they are a place. They are a place. They are a community and... Ours is in jeopardy, our home rink, but oh. it is. there was some damage, but yeah. the the outpouring of people trying to save it oh, that's great. is incredible. The support your And I'll roads. share any information about that, too, so make sure I get that. Yeah. I'll share that as well. And I'll find out at the next City Hall meeting. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. And 
That if you have anything else, no, nope, I'm good. We're and do- that is a wrap. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So I'm gonna let it roll for a few seconds. That's fine. Um, but yeah. All right. A huge thank you for Amy Litviak for being my guest. It's so cool to sit and talk with her. I could sit and chat with her for hours or sit and stare in her eyes for hours. They're this amazingly fluorescent green, uh, but she's she's good people and I'm glad she's in my world. Uh, so huge thanks to her. Also, thank you for listening. If you're listening right now, thank you so much. So the next step is I want you to subscribe somewhere on your podcast listener. Hit that subscribe button. Also, if you have a few moments, I'd love for you to rate, review. And finally, definitely, if you enjoyed what you heard, if you've listened to old episodes and you've enjoyed those, please share them with your friends. Share them with at least one person. Um, The more, the merrier and the bigger, the better. So it's as well. Not always, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that'll be great. <laughs> um, also, check us out on social media. We're, we're out there. So you can check us out on Instagram. That's at Off The Beaten Podcast. You can check us out on Facebook. That's at Off The Beaten Podcast. Please, you know, go on there, comment, you know, check the, the, the content that we're sharing. Um, I would love to hear feedback. Also, you can catch me on Twitter. That's at Dion's Musica and also on Instagram at the same name. So you can feel free to check that out, too. Uh, and please, we'd love to hear your feedback, your comments. You know, hey, you're annoying. I hate you. Go ahead and send me that. It's, it's a little rude, but I can I can take it. I got thick skin. Um, also, you can email us. You can email us at being silly in the city at gmail.com so please feel free to do that and i'd love to hear anything you have to offer Uh, you can also call us and leave a voicemail so that number is 312-488-9068 please feel free to leave a voicemail we'll check it out um and if it's and you'll hear you know the message but if it's shorter than three minutes and you know if it's relevant content we'll definitely share it on the podcast you know i I would love for this to be a conversation um you know between not only the guests but through all of us in this community you know that we're building which is amazing and i appreciate all of you you can also hit us up through our dms either on instagram facebook you can hit me up on my dms and twitter or instagram that's fine um you know just reach out and say hello you know oh, i like this i didn't like that i dig this music that music sucks whatever you know we'll figure it out uh beyond that also thank you to my sponsor uh podcorn uh go check them out that's p-o-d-c-o-r-n.com podcorn.com and uh yeah you know they're helping me out i'm helping them out and we're building that community as well together and finally uh, thank you, as always, to the friends of the pod, uh, Reppin' Pins. Uh, I just got two more Reppin' Pins in the mail the other day. I'm not, I'm, t- I, I'm not, you know, I'm not pulling your leg at all. I got two more pins. I got a display banner. <laughs> I'm actually sending pins to a friend of mine out in L.A. Because, um, you know, she was like, oh, you know, let me check out those Reppin' Pins. And I was telling her, I'm like, oh, you should get, you know, you should get my pin. I have a pin. And I actually do have a custom made pin that Reppin made for me a few years ago and so you know I'm sending those out there so you know that that's real but if you go to reppinpins.com and you go shop there at checkout you can put in the discount code OTBP20 
That's OTBP20, and you'll get 20% off your order. It doesn't get better than that. Uh, Francis and his team over at Repin are being so gracious and so wonderful, and I absolutely appreciate them. And I'm getting that 20% too off when I buy, so, you know, that's amazing, and I'm digging it. So please go check them out. Once again, thank you for, you know, being a part of this conversation and a part of this journey. I'm so excited. My heart is just full of love and excitement and, you know, good things on the horizon. So please reach out, subscribe, rate, review, all those things. And I will see you on the next episode of Off the Beaten Podcast. Thank you guys so much.